Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Petropolis Podcast. I'm your host, Taz, and I'm so excited that you could join me today. I know it's been a few weeks since I last posted an episode, but I have to tell you, it's been a month of Mondays. There's so much happening for me, both personally and professionally. Besides uh, learning to juggle socks while I pole dance, I am making some moves professionally and uh, stepping out of the brick and mortar pet retail and focusing on some new things and I'm going back to school. So lots been going on and I'll keep you updated as we move forward. But everything I do will always bring me back to pets. So the last year has been filled with lots of twists and turns and pivots and falls. And many of the conversations I've had during this period has been with folks that have had the honor of sharing their homes with pets. These conversations had been mainly about the sense of calm and hope these animals consistently provided even during the most confusing and disturbing times. In this episode, I speak with Mindy Dutka, who is doing a pictorial essay about these animals and the people they're supporting. So if you want to share your story, you and your pet story, I should say, check out Mindy's site, dogsimeet.com. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Petropolis Podcast. I'm your host, Taz. Today's guest is Mindy Dutka. She is a photographer who photographs animals, and she's got a new project coming up that I was very excited to hear about. So, Mindy, welcome to the Petropolis Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the podcast. Thank you. I love creative people, and who doesn't want to look at pictures of dogs? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I love your website, and you're a storyteller, so the the names of your subjects, your dogs, really cracked me up. Rude Boy, and and who doesn't like Jazz Levy Zuckerman II, you know, of course, (laughs) The names attract you with the expressions that you are able to capture on your photographs. So it was, um, it was a sweet ride, and I'm sure the owners uh, feel that way when they get to see the photographs that you you create for them. And you work with some vet offices as well. So I want to jump in and talk about everything that you do in your new project. So I'm really excited about it, and I thought that you know now was a perfect time to do it since I can't do my traveling and and other things. And um, I've you know since the pandemic or quarantine began, I've given a lot of thought to how dogs are become the unsung heroes, or, or there are many unsung heroes. But you know how how they've elevated. You know to them it's like the greatest thing ever. The, the humans are home twenty four seven, and suddenly it's this aha moment to people that, I, you know, I I know of countless stories that it's it's the dog that I mean is literally almost keeping them sane. They're doing all. There we go. She's speaking. Yes, but you know from being their therapists to being their only source of, of, of someone to communicate with, um, t- 
touch therapy, from their snuggling, um, you know, and everybody is suddenly like, it's time to get a dog. So there's the, the pandemic pups, and then there's the, you know, other people that have had their dogs for a long time. And there's other stories too. I know of a lot of people, I was one of them who, who lost their dog during the pandemic and, and what that was like. And I wanted to add, you know, for me, it, that was the silver lining of the pandemic that I got to spend the last five months of my dog's life with her every day, you know, and I wouldn't have, I don't even know she would have lived as long, um, you know, so because of me traveling and, and not being there all the time. So there's so many layers to it. So I thought I'm going to talk about the tales of support because my, my tagline is because every dog has a tail. T-A-L-E, as people know, but, um, and the tales of support. And so I've put it out there um, and I'm just launching it. I have my first set of stories and it's an ongoing project that um, right now I'm working in the Boston area because that's where I live. Ultimately, you know, I'll be expanding that as I'm able to go other places. Um, but the love that people have for their dogs and the stories that they're telling, um, you know, it's a variety. Some, some people are healthcare workers and actually out of the house 12 hours a day, but literally, you know, been to hell and back and come home to the dog, which is their savior. Um, other people are working from home suddenly and the dog is their companion. Um, for children, dogs have been, you know, they're learning responsibility. It's a way to get the kids outside. So there's a whole variety of tales, which I'm telling through photographs and the story as well. Um, but I've captured some really beautiful um, photographs of that connection of the, the human dog bond. You will have the written word as well, along with the photographs. Is that correct? Yes, I felt, you know, that, that certainly visual storytelling tells the story, but this is such a, um, such, I don't even know what the word is, the time that we're in, you know, it, it's life-changing. And uh, so it felt like it needed words as well. I'm just curious, how do you connect with these people and, um, when you tell their story, when you put it in writing, is it them telling you and you're just, you're writing it or is it your perspective? You know, once I, the wheels started to, to turn and the pieces started to go into place of what I needed to do for this project. And um, I started by asking, um, putting the word out to people in, well, some of them were in the dog world and some some weren't really. Um, but people that I, uh, there was a few people I already knew of their story and I knew of their bond with the dog, their dog. And I asked if they would like to be part of it. And then I started to reach out to um, other people that I thought would have connections. Um, and I, I reached out to a dog rescue group that's been adopting out pandemic puppies, so to speak. And I had a few people responded from that wanting to tell their story about their dog. Um, I actually connected with, um, because I, I'm really so enthralled by the idea of the human dog bond and, and, and all of what's behind it. So there's a program at Tufts University about the human dog bond. And I reached out to them and asked them if they would spread the word. Um, and I got some people from that. Um, so, you know, there's been different 
sources and mm -hmm. they just sort of pop up and I ask people to, you know, email me and we, we talk a little bit and then I let them know um, it, it involves a Zoom interview um, and that's partially for COVID um, right. to, to be able, you know, so we, we do the interview. I generally do that first. Um, I have a questionnaire that's mostly for me to get to know the dog a bit before I photograph them mm -hmm. and then we schedule a photo shoot and the even the the location of the photo shoot has been something that is part of their story or something that is meaningful to them um so with the exception of maybe one um every location ha has had a purpose to their story like what so uh, somebody talked about how, you know, just getting out every day and she didn't even realize it, but I'm walking in the woods every day with her dog and their favorite place to do that. And so we went to their favorite place and um, that which uh, Ashland State Park in, mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. So, you know, that was significant to, to them. Um, another one was actually a college campus and the owner of the dog had graduated from there, as did her mom. So they were alumni, uh, you know, and so it was it was special. She hadn't been taking the dog there, but it was a very meaningful place um, to her. And actually, her mom had passed away, so it was even more meaningful to her. Um, so, you know, it really um, one of them was just I went to the people's house because they said that it, they had kids and they walked the dog around the block. And that's what a main activity has been mm -hmm. that they're doing. So it, it also really varied. And whenever possible, I've tried to weave that into the project. Mm -hmm. What story has touched you the most? Oh, goodness. I know we're gonna, I know, I just wanna get a glimpse into what you're gonna put out there for us. <laughs> They have all touched me and 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 they they vary, you know, some are more um heart-wrenching than others, you know, particularly for the healthcare workers and, and what they're doing and what they're seeing and, and the role that their dog, you know, is playing. Um so those, of course, but then there was another couple that had just gotten engaged um, Valentine's Day. So it was like a month before the shutdown. And they'd also just bought a new coffee shop franchise, right? That was gonna open during the pandemic. And the, the, the woman works in healthcare and, and the, the man, you know, owns the coffee shop. And it was just, you know, they got the puppy and then the puppy kind of became their, their focal point. So, you know, they, they, the stories are wide. I think they're wide ranging, but it's just the dog keeps them going. And, and often not just them. There was another woman who talked about, you know, her older father, um, the dog meant so much to him. Um, dog to the children, you know, everybody sort of had their thing of what the dog meant to them. <laughs> what does this project mean to you? It's, um, I think they're really important stories and it's an important time. Um, and that I like to see it documented. So, and that the dogs are honored and the people's stories are, are there um you know there's photos of them there, there's a story of them and i think it's significant to the time that we're we're in and i really think that the dogs are playing such a significant role because you know it's great that we have iphones um but you know a printed a printed photograph is different and really you know people 
they still value those. In a fire, I, there's actually been studies shown people will run in and they'll grab a photo album before they'll grab money, or, or, or and, <laughs> you know, and um, so you know that to me is very important. And I've had a lot. Also, it's it's very rewarding, and I mean, it, it's sad when a dog passes on. But I've had people come back to me and tell me how much they they had no idea how much those photos were going to mean to them yeah. um you know so it, it's a select group that want to make that investment but i've i've never had anybody say they regret it nor that they remember how much they spent just that every time that they look at one of those photos or a photo album or you know that they smile yeah. um and then the business to business work i do is um i work for uh, a large uh, veterinary um um, emergency hospital that has locations all over the country and they have a really unique story and they also they see the power of photographs of their team their people their clients and that's how they've chosen to decorate their walls so um i go in and it's cool it's 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 documentary you know and it's it's um I'm there because you can only capture what comes through their doors. And it's it's also a, it's such an emotional time. People, you know, if, you're, if they're going to an emergency hospital with their dog, um, it, it's, it's a very emotional time and you see that bond. And you also see that one of the things that the, they do, they don't separate the pet from their owner. And you can see how the stress level, both for the human and mm -hmm. the pet goes way down and just how important it is to, to, you know, it's like if your child goes to the emergency room, they don't take your child away. You're comforting your child. Mm -hmm. So, you know, their philosophy is it's the same thing. And it's it's really remarkable. So that's a wonderful, I love telling their story and, and they use the photos for their website and social media. They did anyway, until the pandemic, but, um, you know, so that's um, been on hold, but it's, it, that's a, a great job. And then I do, you know, um, I'll take photos for pet food uh, websites, um, any kind of pet business. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple, if they're local, I have a special photography plan um, that it creates a library of photos for them to use with social media, um, their website. And, and you know, it's just sort of the same way I feel about iPhone pictures is stock photos. They're great and sometimes right. they're okay, but they're not your story. Um, you know, having your story is, is really important. Um, and people value, you know, they're all about content and they kind of do the visual as an afterthought. Yeah, um, they do. yeah. I think the visual comes first because that's what people look at first. That's what grabs their attention. Uh -huh. uh, um, so... You can really tell the difference between a professional photo and some one that a um, an amateur has done with their and and there's a lot you can do with your iPhones. I'm not right. It, it serves a purpose. I mean, the camera you have is better is is better than no camera. You know, I mean, I've seen beautiful photos with with the iPhones. That's that's exactly. not even the issue. It's just the perspective. The I agree. Exactly. I spend thousands of dollars on my equipment. I am constantly going, taking workshops and online classes and, 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 you know, studying. So it's like anything else. I mean, everybody has, you can't be all things. Um, right. yeah. So I know, you know, I have a daughter who's grown now, but, and I took some, I had an only child. So 
she's she's used to being photographed. But the photos that that I've saved of hers that are still around and are still out are the ones I had professionally done. You're right. That those professional photographs really are meaningful. They are. And the yeah. I mean, I use labs. I've sourced labs literally all over the world. I have a lab I use in Germany. I have a lab I use in Poland. So that the products that I offer are unique and it's not something that anyone can get. You know, to make sure it's it, you know, and I really it's about the experience as well. And people remember the photo shoot. Um, I do a reveal session where, you know, they come and they they see their like a full screen of their dog, you know, with a slideshow and um, and they look at the products. And so it's it's all an experience. You know, they, they come beautifully wrapped because that's all part of it. You know, I'm not going to hand them a box. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's the opening of it and the seeing it for the first time. So there's so many layers to it. And the same thing for the professional photography. I mean, you know, you like you said, you can see the brands. And now there's a lot of smaller brands that are powerful, that, that are doing great things. And they the, the playing field should be even. They should look, you, mm -hmm. you know, just like a giant brand. <laughs> and it's not that hard. Um, you know, to, to, you know, value the photos and rebudget a little bit because yeah. it, it matters. Yeah. And lastly is, is, is the rescue work that I do, mm -hmm. yep. um, which is, you know, really my passion and my, you know, obsession with the telling stories and, and the photos and the visual storytelling. Um, I do love to travel. Um, and I've had an opportunity to work in Mexico with um, many different rescues in Puerto Rico. Um, I've been in Cartagena. And the one thing I, I kind of call it the best of times and the worst of times, like, like a Dickens, like it, the worst of times is that these poor dogs are abused and starving and all of that, but then I, I meet these people that the love and what they do, and you know, they're not they're not being paid. They do it because they they care, they're and volunteers. they're volunteers, and um, they're out there rescuing these dogs. They're out there doing food runs. They're, you know, they found ways to. Um, they work with vets, they get them healthy, they connect with rescues. Um, the dogs in Mexico tend to go to Canada. And so they, they, they fly to Canada and they get their forever home. And, you know, they, most of them live fairy tale lives because somebody saved them. Yeah. And um, in Puerto Rico, feeding routes, they go twice a day mm -hmm. and they make sure that those dogs and the dogs are waiting they're waiting for them they right. know i i've maybe only encountered one or two you know dogs that that were, were scary the rest they come right up to me and they eat right out of my hand like the the food and you know they're they're well they're, yeah there, there are feral dogs in in these environments as well but they they all need to be fed they all need to be managed right and you know, this is one thing in doing some rescue work myself, I always wonder why aren't there better uh, trap neuter release programs, getting these animals spayed and neutered so they don't keep reproducing, cats especially, because they can reproduce right. so many. Um, it's just something that we need to focus on more. So not all societies value it. They think it's, it's, um, 
you know, if it's a male dog, they think he's less macho. They, they, you know, there's, they just don't understand because it's, it's not something that they understand. But when they do understand, I mean, I, I volunteered and photographed at a, at a um, spay neuter clinic in Playa del Carmen. And I saw people wait online for hours upon hours upon hours to get their dogs spayed and neutered because they did understand, you know, they paid attention and they, they saw an opportunity to get their dogs spayed and neutered. I saw people that kind of snuck their dogs out of their neighbor's yard and didn't tell them and brought them to the spay and neuter clinics. <laughs> um, but, you know, so, so again, that was the other extreme of someone that waited on a line for four hours to get their dog in the in the hot heat to get their dog spay neutered but it takes a lot a lot of education so there's a lot behind it to get communities to understand and it's not just the reproduction you know it it, there's disease spread there there's right a lot of things and and once they you can get that through um and some backing behind it and get that education piece out of it out there i think that'll improve it well you know hopefully because we're working on a project together with rebound dogs rebound hound um hopefully that could be one of the uh goals that we focus on the education and uh i I know so many others do humane society best friends but but um we can certainly add to it and take our knowledge and hopefully help with this group that we're working on together. How could people find you if they want you to photograph their pets? I know you're you're in Massachusetts right now. I am. Um, I do travel. <laughs> hopefully post-pandemic, you'll come back and visit us in New York since, since, you're, so, since you're a New Yorker. Exactly. Um, dogs I Meet. So D-O-G-S-I-M-E-E-T.com is my website. You know, I'm always happy to talk to anybody if you, you know, if you're just curious about the process um, and you're, you're not sure um, or any brands out there that, you know, value having photos of their business. Also, I'm looking for, you know, more people to share their stories. But right now I'm looking for people in the Boston area. And if you have a strong story to tell about how your dog has helped you with isolation and loneliness and and, and just mental health, um, then please get in touch with me. Um, just email me at, at mm-hmm. hello at dogs I meet and let me know you're interested and, and I'll get right back in touch and, you know, see if we can take it from there. And, and uh I'll put all the, I will put all your information in the show notes so people can easily access. You'll just, it's a, Mindy will be a click away if you go to the show notes. When are you going to head on out to other areas? Do you know, do you have any feel for that when you're going to head out onto other areas? Um, you know, I probably will. The, the, the two, um, I'm going to be spending a little time. It's not in Martha's Vineyard. Um, so I'm hoping to get some stories there. Um, and I probably in the next few months, will head to the New York area. I also um, have contacts in um, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll probably be out there as well. So those would probably be my next places. I've tried to make it very COVID safe and friendly with the interview on Zoom. I'm, I mostly just use a long lens. So I'm not right on top of anybody right. um, to get the picture. So it, it's COVID safe. <laughs> <laughs> New protocol for creativity. <laughs> right. <laughs>